Would you turn with me to 1 Samuel in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'm going to ask you to stand in honor uh, to the reading of the Holy Word of God. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. 1 through 10 of 1 Samuel 3, Old Testament. The Bible says, beginning in verse 1, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli, the high priest. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. And one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. Now the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. And suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli, saying, here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. And so he did. And then the Lord called out again, Samuel! Again, Samuel got up and he went to Eli saying, here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said, go back to bed. Verse 7, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. And so the Lord called a third time and once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli, here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. It was the Lord who was calling the boy. And so he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if, say if, if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for what you are doing in our church. Thank you so much for what you are doing in our lives. We know, God, that you are speaking. We know, God, that you are calling. You are a God who is alive and is not dead, and so we have relationship with you, and in relationship there is talking, there is communication, there is intimacy, and Lord, we're so thankful we have that with you. I pray, God, that you would speak to us today. Clarify to us that, Lord, you are calling us. You are speaking. And so, Lord, have your way today. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So today we are continuing our series entitled, God is Calling. God is calling. Every once in a while, the, the phone will ring in one of our services, and you might hear me say, Jesus is calling. We've already said that hearing your name called can cause different responses in each of us, depending on the circumstances, of course. For instance, when you're a student of a, a large school, maybe, and you hear your name called over the intercom, followed by a please report to the principal's office, you might get a sense of fear and anxiety like, oh no, what did I do now? On the other hand, when you're wearing your cap and gown and you hear your name called before uh, rising to receive your diploma, you probably get a little bit of a sense of pride and accomplishment hearing your name. 
And so to personalize it, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about how you might respond if God called you by your name. We've said that God calls plenty of people in the Bible by their name, but I've only found actually seven times where God calls somebody's name twice actually in a row, like Abraham, Abraham, or Jacob, Jacob, or Moses, Moses. But the very fact is that each and every time that God calls someone by name, He always follows it with something very profound and powerful. God is calling And for example, we know that he called Abraham to remind him that God must be first uh, in his heart and in his life. And so we know that the Lord tested Abraham by asking him to lay down and uh, to actually sacrifice Isaac. And because of his obedience, because of Abraham's obedience, the Lord actually returned his Isaac and he blessed him greatly and abundantly. We also know that God called Jacob, right? He called Jacob in order to calm his fears and and to assure him that the Lord is always with him. And just like the Lord is always with us, how many of you are glad that the Lord is always with you? Hallelujah, the Lord is always with us. And so once Jacob actually laid down his fear, we see that God filled him with the courage and the faith that he needed to get down to Egypt to be reunited with his son Joseph, who he had not seen in 23 years, and, and really to experience blessing upon blessing upon blessing. He also called Moses. God called Moses to tell him that he saw the suffering of his people and that the Lord was going to do something about it. We talked about it uh, in, in the message, how it was interesting how God said, I will deliver my people from Egypt. And then he goes on to say, Moses, you will lead my people out of Egypt. It was like, what in the world? God, you said you would. And, and now you're saying that I am. And, and you know the story how Moses began to make excuses after excuse after excuse. And, and we said that uh, excuses are like armpits. Everyone has at least two of them and they usually stink. <laughs> and, so, and so we know that once Moses surrendered his, his anxiety, once he surrendered his excuses, and, and once he surrendered his feelings of, of inadequacy, we know that God, the Lord God, empowered Moses to perform mighty miracles, and, and the Lord was able to deliver his people from suffering and from slavery in Egypt through his servant Moses, God is calling. Listen, in each of these instances, I believe that God is also speaking to us. And he is calling us by name. He wants us to surrender to his will and and to his way. The Lord wants to do something very powerful uh, with our yes. You've heard me say that before. So many of us, we we get stuck in the Lord, I can't. Or we get stuck in the Lord, somebody else will do it. Or we get stuck in, Lord, I'm just not right. I'm just not trained. I'm just not. But the Lord wants to do something powerful if you would only say yes. And so we, if we can trust and obey him, we know that the Lord will also bless us abundantly. Now, the fourth person today that God calls by name twice, as you saw in our text, was Samuel. 
The Bible tells us that Samuel's mother was Hannah who prayed and she had prayed and asked God for a son promising that if, if God did indeed give her a son that she would actually give him back to God uh, committing him to a lifetime of service in the temple and I want to say that as a father of three young men what she did in her in the, her promised child is not an easy thing. Can some of you parents say amen? It is not easy to give your children to God. It, it is not easy after raising them and, and after pouring into their lives and, and they're getting ready to stretch their wings and they're getting ready to do some things and, and some of us, we, we want to parent every second of every moment of every day and there is a time when you have to take a step back and say, God, my boys, my girls, they, they belong to you. They are yours. They are yours. You lead them. And so here she was, Hannah, committing her promised child to God, actually dropped him off at the local temple so that the Levites could, could raise him in and, and the things of God. Listen, humanly speaking, Hannah was barren. And so she could not have children. But God, of course, answered Hannah's prayer and, and he blessed her with the birth of Samuel. And, and we know that Hannah kept her vow that she had made to the Lord. And so when Samuel was about seven years old, imagine that parent, seven years old, giving up your child. Uh, some of us have a hard enough time when they're 17, never mind seven. 21, never mind seven. In their 30s, never mind seven. And so he was seven years old and she brought him to live in the temple to be raised as a Levite, dedicating, dedicated to serving God. And we know that Samuel was actually training under the priest named Eli, the high priest actually. And as the story goes, we read it just now. One night after Samuel had gone to bed, he, he thought he heard Eli calling out for him. And so he got out of bed. He ran to where Eli was lying down and said, here I am. Did you call me? Here I am. Eli looked at young Samuel and was like, I didn't call you. Go back. Go back to bed. How many of you have said that phrase at one time or another in your life with your children? Go back to bed. <laughs> but there's something under my bed. But the, the loud noise outside. But I heard something. Go back to bed. We will pray. I will send you back. And Okay, so he's going back. And Eli looked at young Samuel. Go back to bed. Of course, moments later, we know that he heard his name again. Samuel, the voice called. Samuel rose up out of bed, hurried to Eli's side. Here I am. You called me. Again, Eli told the boy he was wrong. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Happened the third time. The old man finally realized what was going on. And so Eli instructed Samuel, very important, go to verse 9 one more time. In verse 9, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say someone. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so Samuel returned to bed a third time. The Bible goes on to say in verse 10, the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Now, listen, I, I want you to get this this morning. I don't want you to miss it. What followed this was a prophetic uh, promise that would radically impact Eli and his family. But I want you to know that the content of the message is not nearly as important as the simple fact that God spoke to Samuel and Samuel actually listened. I want to talk about this a little, a little bit this morning. Some of us are hard of hearing. 
Some of us are hard of hearing. And God has been calling. God has been trying to get your attention in many different ways. But many of us are like, no, it can't be God. No, it just, you know, it can't be. God spoke. Samuel actually listened. You see, this chapter starts off by reminding the reader in verse 1 that this was a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. That's how it says it in the Message Bible. And we know that the New Century Version says, In those days, the Lord did not speak directly to people very often. There were very few visions. And so in a time, listen, in a time when people rarely hear from God, a simple boy asleep in the religious tabernacle or the church hears a voice calling him in the middle of the night Samuel Samuel and Samuel's life would never be the same again after receiving this call see after this night we know that Samuel he actually becomes a mouth the mouthpiece of God to the nation he becomes a prophet he becomes a judge he becomes a priest and this would literally be the first of many conversations between Samuel and his God and it's all because little Sammy took Eli's advice and actively listened to God say actively some of us need to learn this I, when I was preparing this, I was thinking about how many times I have uh, had conversations with people, and I don't know if anybody ever does this. I'm going to say I'm the only one, uh, but uh, sometimes when I'm listening, I'm not actively listening, and so really I'm, I'm hearing some noise coming from you, and I am preparing for a response. A lot of times we are not really actively listening. We are just preparing to respond. We need to learn. We need to do better. We need to actively listen to God. You see, I wonder how many times God has spoken to you or to us and we weren't listening at all. How many times God has spoken to you and you weren't listening at all? In fact, I wonder how many times that God had something very specific that he wanted to reveal, that he wanted you to hear, but you were too busy to pay attention. See, I believe that one of the most valuable lessons that we can ever learn is how to listen to God. And I'm giving you the word over and over again. We should be listening to God actively. In fact, I believe that in the midst of our complex and hectic lives, nothing is more urgent, nothing is more necessary, nothing is more rewarding than listening to what God has to say because God is calling and God is speaking. The very thing maybe you have been praying for season after season, God is trying to answer, but you're just too busy, you're just too loud, you're just too distracted, and God is calling and God is speaking. So I believe that God speaks just as powerfully today as he did to Samuel. His, his voice literally waits to be heard. And having heard it, we are launched into the greatest and mo most exciting adventure that we could ever imagine. Again, if we hear the voice of God and we respond to it, an adventure awaits us. And see, God may not speak to you this morning through a burning bush like he did to Moses or through a vision like he did to Jacob, but God still speaks today. Anybody believe that? And even if you don't, it's true. 
Like Samuel, we see we seem to live in an age when God doesn't speak audibly to people very often, and it's like we, we get a little confused. I, I don't think the problem is that God doesn't speak to us. I think the problem is that you and I are not very good listeners. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a wife say, my husband doesn't listen to me. Or par a parent says, my kids don't listen to me. Or a boss says, my employees, they don't, they don't listen to me. Or a teenager says, my parents don't listen to me. The truth is, generally speaking, some of us are great talkers, but very few of us are great listeners. Honestly, guys seem to, to struggle a little bit more than, than women on this one, and I'll throw us under the bus this morning. Guys, see, men tend to be uh, really great single taskers, like we can focus on one thing really well, and, and sometimes we get it done with excellence, guys, uh, but the truth is you throw some things at us, and, and we just start to, we can't focus on more than one thing, generally speaking. We, we kind of block everything out. And mostly we're not so good at multitasking, like if I'm focused on the computer or if I'm focused on the road and someone starts to talk to me, I know that there's a sound coming from the seat next to me or a sound coming from behind me somewhere, but I don't really hear the words that are being said. And maybe you can relate this morning. It's kind of like... Did you hear what I said? Oh, yes. <laughs> Repeat what I said. Can you, can you say it again? There's a story about a guy who was convinced that his wife was going deaf. She refused to see a doctor about it, and he was pretty upset. And so one night he decides to put her to the test. And, and so she's standing at the sink doing dishes and he stands about 15 feet behind her and asks in a normal voice, honey, what's for dinner? No response, crickets. And so, and so he moves a little closer to her and he asks again, honey, what's for dinner? Still nothing. And so he moves a little closer, and I think he maybe says it a little louder a third time, and still no response. And so he then creeps up right behind her, just inches away, and asks again, Honey, what's for dinner? And suddenly she turns around with a knife in one hand and says, I told you three times already, we're having chicken, now quit asking me. On a spiritual level, I think we can be just as hard of hearing as that guy sometimes. In fact, the Bible says in Job 33 and verse 14, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. I want to say that again. God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. And so God speaks again and again. Like all the time he's speaking, we just don't recognize it. And maybe we're so hard or dull of hearing that we just don't notice that God is speaking to us. 
In fact, that reminds me of a, of a scene uh, from the movie Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey. Uh, there Bruce is begging and pleading for God to talk to him and tell him what to do. But every time God answers with a scrolling street sign uh, along the side of the road or, or with a, a, a truck, a big old truck full of signs that comes and drives by or, you know, just uh, or a timely pothole that tries to get his attention or with a, a beeping message on his pager and he misses them all God is speaking see God uses circumstances to speak and God uses people to speak and, and God will use a timely song in your life to speak or, or even a scripture or even a sermon to speak and we still miss it I think part of the reason we don't recognize it when God speaks is that often uh, we often uh, 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 we, want, we think that he's more subtle than he needs to be, and so we want God to speak to us in, in like a neon sign. We want the earth to move. Uh, we want thunder and lightning or a booming voice from heaven. God, make it clear what you are saying. And, and I think of Elijah. I think that's what Elijah wanted. If you go to 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah needed to hear from God. And, and so God led Elijah up to the mountain. As Elijah stood there, we know, many of you know the story. There was a mighty windstorm that hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord didn't speak through the wind. And after the wind, we know there was an earthquake, but the Lord didn't speak through the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord didn't speak through the fire. And then in 1 Kings 19 and 12, after the fire, listen, after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper, a still, small voice. And that's how God spoke. See, I, I still think that God speaks in gentle whispers. In, in fact, sometimes God may speak to us through a restlessness in our spirit. Other times God will actually use another person's words or even a book to speak to us. Sometimes God will give us a, unusual blessings to get our attention. Other times he may actually use disappointments. He may actually use difficulties in your life. He may actually use dilemmas for the same very reason that God is calling and he wants to get your attention. He is speaking. Sometimes God will use reoccurring themes, a subject that keeps coming up in a variety of ways. It's like, man, I heard that like 12 times already. Are you going to wait for the 13th or are you going to listen? Uh, you know, uh, in each of these and other similar circumstances, we should really turn to God and ask, God, is that you? Are you really speaking? And if so, I'm listening active listening. See, God may even impress a, 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 a specific message into our hearts through His Spirit. It's what Bill Hybels calls the quiet whispers of the transcendent God in his book, The Power of a Whisper. Bill Hybels actually tells a personal story of when God spoke to him. See, he was running late for a meeting at the church and he quickly jumped into his car and he threw the, the car into reverse. But as he backed down the driveway, he received a very strong prompting from God Stop right now. Stop right now. 
God whispered. It wasn't an audible voice, more like an urgent thought, but it was hushed. And so Bill, he slammed his foot on the brake and, and, and then he sat there for a minute thinking, what did I forget? Did I forget something in the house? Did I forget my wife? Was my wife supposed to come with me? For a moment, he thought it was just his mind playing tricks on him, and, and so he dismissed it. But then he glanced in the rearview mirror, and he started to lift his foot off the brake when he caught sight of the, his neighbor's three-year-old son riding a tricycle right behind his car. And see, the child was so close to the back of his car that Bill could only see the top of his little blonde head. And had he not stayed on those brakes, the little boy would have either been seriously injured or killed. How easy would it have been for him to ignore the gentle whisper? How tragic would it have been if he did see Bill learned long ago to listen to those gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit as he prepared to write this book, actually, The Power of a Whisper. He sent an email to the, all the church members and asked them if they had any similar experiences. The next day, his inbox was full, over 500 responses. Some people uh, described the recent promptings they had received. Others ventured back in time. Sometimes they said that God offered words of gentle affirmation. Other times he issued very hard challenges as he spoke. But the point is, listen, it may be subtle. It may be a gentle whisper in your life this morning or a still small voice, yet God still speaks to those who are willing, say willing, to those who are willing to listen. See, we, we just need to have a heart like David in, in Psalm 85 and verse 8 when he said, I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying. Now, listen, the Lord's primary way to speak to us today is, is through His Word. And so we already have com the complete revelation of the Word of God and He doesn't need to add anything else to His book. If anything, you and I need the Holy Spirit to illuminate His Word to us. Don't forget the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Bible is a, an un, a, the unfolding truth of God, by God, about God. It's the, in, it's, it's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit guiding the minds of men who pen the pages that make up our Bible today. And so God's message to every person in every generation, He is speaking, He is calling, and He's even doing it today. The most guaranteed way that we can know that we hear from God is through his word. And so not one person in here this morning, if you've ever word, read the word of God, can say, I have never heard God speak. Because if you've read the Bible, you've heard God speak. See, when we face difficulties and heartaches, we should first go to the scriptures for guidance and daily instruction. In Joshua 1.8, the Lord said to, uh, to, spoke to Joshua and said, Study this book of instruction continually. Say continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything. Say everything. Everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. See the book of the law? That was Joshua's guide. The word of God. 
It was his instruction book for godly living. And so the Bible is that same way for us. Whenever we have a problem, whenever we have a question for God, you and I, we can open our Bibles and invite God to speak to us. Again, many of us have the problem. I think we like to hear our voices a little too much. I, I think we like to go through the motions. And listen, uh, this is coming from a, a former Catholic. There was a lot of repetition in our prayers, in my prayers as a little boy. I thought that by much repetition, God would hear me. I thought that if I went through the motions of religious action, that God would hear me, that, that somehow if I stood a little higher, if I went to church a little more often, if I did this and that, that God would hear me. No, God hears all the time and God is speaking all the time. Many people will never hear God's voice simply because they aren't listening. We're talking about active listening this morning. Listening isn't always easy, but it's always rewarding. Listen, listening means taking the time to seek his will and focusing on what he has to say. We will never find peace of heart until we take time to tune our attention to him. I mean, suppose Samuel had not listened to God when he heard him call his name. Suppose he had just decided, you know what, I'm tired. I don't know what that sound is. I'm going to go back to sleep. He could have just as easily chosen to ignore the calling of God but he didn't. He responded and it taught him an invaluable lesson which lasted a, li a lifetime. It was a life-changing experience that brought him into closer communion with the Lord. The question is, are you listening? And if you do hear God's voice, do you have the courage to respond? Worship team, come. Again, I hear this from time to time. Pastor, uh, can you pray for me? I know that you hear from God. Uh, Pastor, I have a situation going on and I really need an answer from God. Can, can you ask him? Can you, can you go to the Lord in prayer on my behalf? Sure, I can do that. But we should all be able to go and we should all be able to listen and we should all be able to hear the voice of God for ourselves if we would listen. Again, everybody's got a different story. Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, Pastor Freddie, God, again, God has never spoken to me. In fact, I don't think that God has ever called me by my name. Others of you might have stories when God called you at a very young age or times when you know for a fact that God has spoken to you very clearly. Uh, some of us will be honest. We'll say, God, when God speaks, he's got to get my attention. Uh, sometimes I miss it the first or the second or the third time. And so God will, will you know, just hey, the flashing lights come before me and then I'll get it. It takes me a little while. God help us to become active listeners. You've got a prayer list, many of you. Physically, sometimes you've got a prayer list, whether it's a, a piece of paper or, or a, an iPad or on your phone, you've got a list. I challenge you to add one thing to that. At the very end, write yourself a note. Anybody at that stage where if you don't write yourself a note, you're for, you'll forget? Act like you're at that stage because uh, some of you really are, but you won't admit it. You're in denial. Uh, listen, at the very end of your list, at the very bottom, I want you to write in capital letters, STOP and listen. Stop 
and listen. See, we're all about God. I need your help with this. And God, I need you to save my child. And God, I need you to do this. And God, if you would only do this on my behalf. And God, you see the situation with this person. You see the situation in my family. That's not to make light of what you're going through or what you need from the Lord. But I want you to remember that it's supposed to be a two-way conversation. That God is calling you, that God is moving in your life, that God wants to do some things. And in many cases, he has a very specific answer for you. Listen, a few of you this morning, you're frustrated. You've been asking God maybe the same question for 15 years, 10 years, and you still haven't heard an answer. And I, 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 I would dare say God is giving you the answer, but you've missed it because you're too busy. Stand to your feet. Listen, no matter where you land on that spectrum, I want you to know that God is our creator. He loves us. What kind of father would God be if he never called us by name? What kind of father would God be if he never spoke to us? He wouldn't be a very good one. But God is a good father. He loves you dearly. In fact, He knows each and every one of us by name. He wants to walk in communion with us. He wants to walk in closeness with us. He wants to walk in intimacy with us. And a big part of that is listening. Eli's advice and Samuel's example, they remind us today of the importance of listening to God. I want to challenge you this morning. Make it a point to become active listeners. Because God is calling, and he's got a message for you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for what you are doing in the hearts of your people. I really believe, Lord, that this morning there are folks here who, who they need a word from God. They need to hear from you. Uh, Lord, they are desperate to hear from you. And Lord, you are more than willing. You are desiring. You, you have an answer. But they haven't listened. They haven't stopped to listen. And so, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to pause in our busy week, pause in our busy day, pause at any time. Just pause and say, Lord, are you speaking? Because if you are, I'm listening. I believe if we begin to do that more and more, that, Lord, you're, you're going to be clear. Your message is going to be clear. You're going to get our attention, and we're going to walk in closer fellowship with you. And so, Lord, touch your people this morning. Touch our hearts. Touch our minds. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. Let's close in worship.